Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, right here on Tojinet, Pararex, and wherever else this fine show is being played. I am Ron Kolick, and with me, all the way from East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, Anne Kerrigan. Good evening. How are you? Good, and uh, you are fresh back from the Walking Dead con? Yes! Yes, had an awesome time. And so what was it like? Uh, I mean, what, what was it all about? Uh, well, for uh, if you're a Walking Dead fan, which mm -hmm. I am, and I know there's many of you out there, um, Walker Stalker Con is a place where uh, they had it in Atlanta, Georgia. And most, I have to say, most of the actors that have been on that show were there in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of lines. <laughs> it's kind of like Disney World. Um, lots of lines to meet your favorite what? actor or actress. Um, tons of vendors, people walking around. It's like a cosplay kind of event, too, where people dress up. Mm -hmm. as their favorite characters or, a char you know, just a, a, a zombie. You could be a zombie. A uh, lot of different ideas going on. Um, it's just kind of three days of, like, thousands of people descending upon uh, this convention, which was the, the Georgia uh, Convention Center in Atlanta, uh, and just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan, it's kind of like, I think, the ultimate thing to meet these these actors that you see week after week. And I, I just don't get that. I mean, they're just actors. They're just doing a part in a movie or, or a series. So I understand. It's, it's not like they got or something, you know. I know. I and <laughs> I understand that. And, I like, I'm not a big autograph person. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't want your autograph. I, you know, I love the show. I love your character, whatever. And I'm not going to stand in line to pay, you know, 40 or 50 or $80, you know, to have a photo op with you. Is that uh, what it is? They do? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, wow. um, but, I mean, there's legions of fans mm -hmm. who yeah, want... I understand that. It's very popular, yeah. You know, they want to meet these people. They want to actually talk to them, touch them, give them a hug, give them a kiss, you know, whatever. And that is like, that's that's the pinnacle of excitement for them. And, I mean, I'm satisfied to see them from a distance. I'm like, you know, oh, look, there's Andrew Lincoln. He's, he's Rick. There's Stephen Yoon, who's uh, Glenn, you know, who just got killed off a couple weeks ago, supposedly. Um, you know, there's, you know, um, Lauren Cohen, she plays Maggie. So, I mean, it's cool. You know, it's yeah. cool. They're, they're real living, breathing people. 
you right. know, and, um, you know, the writers were there uh, from the show as well. There were other uh, other various and sundry stars there. The guy who played, um, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now, he plays Freddy uh, on Friday the 13th movies. Um, okay. No, that was Jason, excuse me. Freddy, I think, is is the Camp Crystal Lake one, right? Halloween. I don't but, know. I don't follow uh, any of those. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yes, thank you. John's in chat. John in chat says, John, Glenn's not dead. They haven't confirmed it yet. You are correct, John. You are correct. And I'm not going to jump on that. I'm not going to jump on that ship <laughs> of okay. Glenn is dead yet until we get a little further down the line. So, but uh, it was very exciting. Well, my friend Maybe Lizzie. he's just going to the dark side. He's going to the dark side. Yep. They don't have cookies there. I'm sorry. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, went with my friend Lizzie to celebrate her big half century mark. And uh, she treated me and, and, you know, treated me to the weekend because that's what she wanted to do. And I will be eternally thankful to her. We had a blast. Something we'll remember forever. Um, so just one big girls weekend. It, it was great. Cool. It was cool. great. And Very cool. Atlanta, the people, I can't, you know, the people in Atlanta, every single person was nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody was nice. Right. I don't think I, I, I ran across, across one cranky Atlantean anywhere, anywhere. And you could just strike up a conversation with anybody. I swear to God. And, uh, Everybody was just so pleasant and so nice. So oh, cool. uh, a little change from Boston. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So uh, So, anyways, without further ado, we do have a guest on the show. Yes, we so do. I'd yes. like to bring her on. She's been on the show before, and it's also a friend of mine. And uh, I've worked with her at a couple of events as well. And she is Cheryl Chisholm. Hi, guys. How are things? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> so, what, what have you been up to? I, we haven't seen you for a while. Uh, what's happening? Well, um, I've actually been up to a few, quite a few things. I've done a lot of um, workshops this year, um, working with my mediumship. I uh-huh. had the pleasure of attending a seance in um, England at the Banyan Retreat with Scott Milligan that was phenomenal. And last weekend, I was in Prince Edward Island on a ghost hunt at one of the oldest theaters in Canada. And that yeah. was pretty interesting. And that's what I want to talk to you about. I, I, nice. You know, you did post a couple of pictures. And uh, I wanted, uh, in fact, I think uh, I'm almost positive you sent me uh, some information on that theater a while back. And I found it interesting at that time. Um, yes. This theater is um, one of the top ten scariest places in Canada, or haunted places in Canada. Um, And they were once featured on a show um, that they air in Canada called Creepy Canada. (laughs) And if you um, were to go on um, YouTube, I think they have the episode is on YouTube where they talk about the King's Playhouse in Georgetown, Prince Edward Island. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been to Prince Edward Island. You have? Yeah, I love it there. I have a home in Georgetown, so that was oh, my connection wow. back to the theater. So that's why I was thrilled to be able to go and take part in that ghost hunt. 
Right, oh. a haunted. It, she has a haunted home, actually. Nice. Yes, I do. I do. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I mean, I mean, I'm intrigued about there was a you sent me a, or you posted a picture of of a gentleman with this loopy thing with a camera. What was that thing? Yeah, so wasn't that crazy looking? The yeah. um, they're called the Soul Patrol was the group that did the ghost walk, and it's a group of four people, two uh, men, two women. That was some type of this. Um, sort of like a stabilizer device, and he works, I guess, for one of the local cable channels. So that's how they had access to that. But uh -huh. by using that, they have their regular, um, I guess it's an, in, is it, would it be infrared or night vision camera? You know more about the equipment than yeah, I would. It's, it's the same and thing, yeah. that allowed him to be able to um, be filming and keeping everything stable while he did it. So even though he was walking, everything stayed, um, there was no shaking, everything stayed very stable for all of their photographs. So you didn't get the uh, Blair uh, uh, witch effect? <laughs> no, right, exactly. <laughs> so how was the ghost hunt? So the ghost hunt was interesting. Um, they don't have all their results back yet. We did some table tipping because, you know me, I show up to everything with my table in tow. Oh, um, yeah. And that was fun. And they did a lot of videos and picture taken during the table tipping. So it'll be interesting to see what their results are. We broke off into two groups, similar to how I've done that with you. And... Um, one group went upstairs and the other downstairs, and then we switched halfway through. Um, and it was interesting. We didn't see anything huge, like phenomenal right there in person. A lot of people, we saw different things like, you know, lights um, moving and things like that. Uh, I could feel, being that I'm a medium, I could feel the presence of, you know, individuals being there. But we, yep. I didn't see myself anything, um, any phenomena with my own eyes. But it'll be interesting to see what they were able to capture on their cameras and their videos. Absolutely. And what was the results of the uh, table tipping that you did? So the table tipping was pretty interesting. Um, my group sat and table tipped first, and um, we got a great, a great message came through for a young woman that was there who explained to us afterwards, and we had to do a little deciphering to understand the message. Um, she has been diagnosed with a brain tumor that they said is non-cancerous, but she's going to have to have treatments. And the, a friend came through in the table to tell her that she loved her, that she um, had hope, and um, she said, we'll kill it. So my um, it, well, afterwards she explained to us what that what she meant by that because nobody knew what was going on right. with that. Yeah. And then um, there was the usual, you know, like grandmother that came through and said hi to somebody. But then the second group that um, was there, I went upstairs and I showed them, you know, the basics of the table tipping, and we left them with their tipping, and they had a strange experience where there was a spirit that came through that nobody knew and it was rather persistent spirit and would not leave and go away so it was a little bit intimidating for them um so we you know or i came back downstairs and sat with them and we did our best to help the spirit move towards the light because it seems that they almost felt like they were trapped there um and couldn't move forward and that was the reason they wouldn't leave 
and it was some spirit that said they'd met one of the ghost hunters during one of their previous hunts somewhere. So she was concerned that the spirit was now following her. So we helped that spirit cross over towards the light, and everything seemed to be good in the end. But that was different for me. I've never had to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, hmm. that's uh, yeah, definitely. And um, the, the interesting thing is, is table tipping is such a fun thing to do. Uh, and, and it's real simple. You don't need a lot of people to do it as well. Right. Which makes it nice um, as well. And you don't need a lot of people. And like I say to everybody, the important thing to remember is to always respect the spirits, obviously. And I always open with a prayer and I close with a prayer. And I return to my world and the spirits return to their world. And I don't feel as though, like some people have concerns that you have opened a portal that now you've left open. I don't have that concern because I do an opening and a closing when I work with the table. Exactly. And you've worked with the table before, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. We. It's great fun, and like you say, it's fun for everybody because you get to really be a part of it. It. I. I did it probably the most that I've ever done it this year, um, at Spirit Quest. Uh, oh. And that, that. Remember that we were out. We were out in the house, and we were doing the table tipping, and and that was actually the first time, Ron, that I have done table tipping without you. <laughs> oh, so I cheating, huh? I was I was cheating on you. You were standing oh. right there. Stop it! But um, also no, I was watching. It it was the first time, and I was a little nervous. I want to tell you because it was really the first time that I felt like I was I was leading the table. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd never done that before. Um, and you know, it just got rocking away, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's so, what I tell people, you know, is that you, anybody can do it. You know, I'm not yeah. anybody special that has some gift that somebody else doesn't have. It's mm -hmm. just you, you practice that and you get comfortable with it. And like you say, wow, you realize you can do it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, apparently I did. You did. I <laughs> but, mean, uh, you know, uh, I have a lot of faith in you, and, you know, I, I think you're a very good ghost hunter, and, and actually you're you're more spiritual than you think you are. Um oh. Thank you. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually glad that you're doing more of this stuff. So. <laughs> I think you have more confidence in me than I have in me, Ron. I really oh. do. At times, I'm like, hmm. I always just kind of hold back. I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. But, you know, ah, uh, You I saw don't know. yourself way too short. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. But oh. that was, you know, table tipping is kind of cool and, um, you know, it's it's just yeah, it's it's something that I am getting more comfortable with, I guess. Yeah. Now, uh, you do uh, primary table tip and uh, Cheryl on the little tables. Have have you done it on larger tables before? When I was um, studying at the first spiritual temple in Boston, we did the table tipping on a massive table that probably weighed about 200 pounds. <laughs> and the difference being that when the table is that big, um, and there's always a round table, um, when the table is that big, it won't necessarily tip or tap the leg to spell out the alphabet or, you know, to give you a message. You just simply ask yes and no questions, and it'll rotate clockwise, counterclockwise. Oh. But that was about 200 pounds. So a big table can work just as well. Wow. Well, we yeah. had a big table that did that 
at, at SpiritQuest two years ago. Yeah, I was just going to mention that, Ann, because yeah. you, had, you had a unique experience there as well, as if I remember. Yeah. With the, with the, uh, the heavier spirit that came through. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Well, yeah, there was the, the real big table we were at. It was like it was not not so much tipping. It was like banging, you know, mm-hmm. from underneath. It was banging like crazy and almost like kind of, you know, I mean, it, it was turning, but it was also kind of jumping up and down as opposed to like actually tipping. So it was a little freaky. Yeah, that was a little scary, that one. Now, Cheryl, I, I think you might be interested in this, is that, you know, I've been running this red light seance group for uh, almost a year now, and uh, we meet once a, once a month. Um, and our goal now is that we, we're actually changing the name to it's going to be the uh, VZ Red Light Seance Circle. And, uh-huh. and we are attempting to connect with spirit on the other side to work specifically with us in this project uh mm-hmm. and, and we made some some you know so that each time we get to the table we have our own little team on the other side as we do on this side uh have you ever nice. have you ever done that before or worked with a you know spirit on the other side of specific spirits Yes. Um, again, at the first spiritual temple, they had a group of spirits on the other side that they referred to as the temple band. And it was a group of, I believe, five spirits. Um, a few of them, a couple of them had a connection back to the temple, and the others were spirits that those actual spirits had worked with when they were alive on this side. So it was interesting, like the band kind of grew from three to five as some spirits had passed over. And they would come and they would bring phenomena and different things would happen whenever they sat and worked in circle together. Yes, Hmm. interesting. Hmm. And and that's what we're hoping. We made our our first real solid contact with a uh, Professor Samuel Pearson. And uh, he seems to want to work with us on this this project. And uh, we got, you know, distinctive answers for him. And uh, so hopefully we can build other uh, members in the, in the circle on the other side as well. That's, that's our goal. It's, so it's kind of a neat project, and I'm really excited about it, actually. That's excellent. You know, when I was in England, I went to that um, seance with Scott Milligan, and it was a physical phenomena seance, and you would have found it so interesting, Ron. Um, before entering the room, everyone has to leave their jewelry, their wallets, their belts, their shoes, their earrings, anything like that, has wow. to be left outside of the room. And then you are patted down and go through a metal detector before you enter the room. The reason oh, like the for that time. is, yeah. if wow. it were to manifest, they want to know it manifested and nobody brought it in with them. Right. That's, so they, that's want to, all... they want to be absolutely sure that there's nothing that they need to doubt or question. So yes, um, we went through that process, and then I was chosen as one of the, they refer to it as the independent, so it's somebody who's never been before, who would also be responsible for patting down the medium. And then the medium is strapped into a chair in a cabinet um, yeah. that's then yeah. closed with the curtain, All of the participants sit around in a circle, and you put a hand on the person next to you's 
leg or you hold hands, whichever you want to do, but it's so that everybody is touching so nobody can move because you're touching whoever's sitting next to you. And then it's pitch black. There are no windows. And we begin to sing sort of like pub-style songs, you know, row, row, row your boat, 100 bottles of beer on the wall, things like that, (laughs) to lift the energy. In the middle of the circle, they had a pile of toys. Um, There was a drum, a squeaky toy, a squirt gun. Um, I forget what else. But at some point, the spirit energies, the spirit, they call them, they believe it's the children, um, spirit children come, and the drum started to bang, and the squirt gun was being squirted, and the ball was bouncing. It It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Wow. And... I definitely attribute it to the fact that they are so devoted in practicing constantly, like two, three, four times a week, these people sit and work to develop that. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's important. What you, you've described is, is basically the old-fashioned old seance, the, the way it was yeah. done. Uh, in fact, during, during some of those, uh, the mediums were actually naked. So wow. Yeah, so he had clothes on, but I I was in, I did the pat down on him. Yep. And uh, it was actually kind of funny because I had to do the pat down and I said, like seriously, I have to pat down everywhere and he said, yep. pat me down head to toe. Oh and I my said, god. <laughs> everywhere and he said, "Yes." And so I did and he let out a little bit of a screech. And I said, well, maybe not all Boston people. He was a little surprised that I patted him down everywhere. Uh-huh. And I said, well, you know, that's what he, he said. said to do it. And I said, maybe not all Boston people are that friendly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, of course. Ooh, la, la. Uh, yeah, that's Maji, of course, the, the Boston medium, the, uh, a famous Boston medium. That's what she used to do. The seances, uh, totally naked. In fact, uh, Harry Houdini was the one that exposed her, if that's possible, since she was already exposed. But, uh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that was that was common back in those days, and and all the yep. precautions, the you know the cabinet is is part of it. The 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 sometimes the tying of the hands to the chair, the uh, uh, the touching. Uh, I mean, there even uh, where they used to uh, have these like little footies, you'd have to put your feet in these little bootlets that were all connected. If you moved it from it, that would set off an alarm. There were a lot of precautions taken back in the, the early days of uh, the, uh, the early seances. Yes, because there's so much concern as to people who are just scamming people, and it doesn't do any good, doesn't add any value to um, the work of mediumship. No, right. it doesn't. But unfortunately, but it yeah, yeah it, it does, and it, it hurts. It's the bad that gets all the publicity and not the good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. Um, Jenny May, are you familiar with her, um, Cheryl? No. Jenny May, oh, she she she's the one that originally taught me table tipping. Uh, mm-hmm. She learned she learned from. Oh, she's uh, from the South Shore. Yes, absolutely. Yep, and, and I did meet them. Yes, at one of your monthly um, meetups. Yep, and and she uh, she's gone to Arthur Finley about three times, I believe, and she's also sat in a lot of uh, of the uh, physical. Uh, mediumship uh, uh, seances, which is, you know, what I'm trying to achieve. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, she gave me this this cool book, The Experience of a Transphysical Mediumship in Associated Phenomena. Uh, and it's the evidence of survival after death. Um, 
of the Stuart Alexander Circle, and that was a. Oh question. yes, I have one of those. Oh, you do? Yeah, um, I have a book about the Stuart Alexander Circle, and I'll, I don't know if it's the one you just mentioned, but mm -hmm. I will find it for you. Yep, that's it's it's really interesting, and and the thing I find about it is it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. I mean, for instance, they they you, you try to control the circle because you want like-minded people uh, in the in the circle. You don't want someone, for instance, who's not going to be a believer because uh, you know it disrupts the flow of energy sometimes, and and also. Yep. In, yeah, so I mean, it, a lot of it made sense, and uh, and I, I'm going to apply a lot of that to uh, the circle that we're working on with now. So I mean, uh, it, it's one goal. of the things that um, they said at this um, circle, the seance that I went through. I did a trans mediumship workshop, and uh -huh. one of the things that they said was when you. If you're going to sit to have phenomena happen, then you can't use your mental mediumship because then you're taking the energy away that it needs in order to develop the phenomenal piece. So they said that you have to be extremely patient because sometimes you could sit for months before you actually see that first piece of phenomena. Wow. Right. That that was the problem what we had when we first started the circle and, and mm -hmm. that we, you know, Leslie Martin was our primary medium, but uh, you know we have people that 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 have abilities, uh, and what had happened is is it went into more of an evidentiary uh, uh, mediumship or seance, and, and yeah. so that's that's away from what we're doing. But so we discussed it, uh, and we decided that we can do that, but what we have to do is we have to focus our energy into the the physical mediumship. In other words, and ask if we're going to do evidentiary mediumship, we're going to ask the spirit to reply to us through physical means so that oh, we, cool. we can, so we can still have evidentiary mediumship, but it must be, you know, the spirit has to work with us through physical mediumship. So does that make sense at all? Yeah, that makes sense. Like you're going to make, you can make a connection where you can at least identify who the yep. spirit is. But yep. then the Actually, communications it the, come the back tunes, from them through physical. The tunes are on right now, so we have to take a break. Uh, you're listening okay. to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation right here on Tojinet and Pararex, and we'll be right back after the following messages with uh, Cheryl Chisholm. Chisholm, thank you. Yes. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future, then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Cheryl Chisholm. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Van Helsing, get back on that headset. I'm here. Good. Mm. <laughs> I was I was typing. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So um, just before uh, we were talking a little bit about the the seance and and so forth. And uh, have you ever? And, and this came up to me recently. I was talking to uh, Marla Brooks uh, from Stir in the Cauldron, and she tells me of this gentleman who does uh, Ouija board seances. And, uh, but he, he, one of his regular contacts is, is an alien by the name of Mew. And mm-hmm. uh, have, have you ever dealt with aliens? I have not. Um, Thank God. Or I don't think that I have. Maybe that's <laughs> what I should say, because I've never thought to ask any spirit that's ever come through where they're from, like what country they, or what planet they lived on. Mm-hmm. I've never dealt with aliens. But you know what? If we could be here, why can't they be there? I guess anything is possible. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I that usually, is not a question. I'm not going to lie. I usually think that's so far out. I don't know that I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not with you, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess anything is possible. I'm having a hard enough time understanding this world. I don't know about that. Uh, right. I know that's that's the interesting thing is 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 uh, you know it, it's difficult to try to understand our little aspect yeah. of paranormal versus all paranormal. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but, but if you talk to somebody who you know really believes. A lot of things they say can make a lot of sense. Some of it seems far out, but some, yep. at least I find that I walk away thinking, I don't know, maybe they're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm open to anything. I mean, I, I watch the ancient uh, alien shows once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the, the only problem with it, like like all things, it, it's all slanted. So all the evidence they give when you look at it, I mean, they're looking at it strictly from the alien point of view that it's got to be alien but as a you know a non uh, not not a non believer, but uh, I, I believe that the aliens could exist. But um, but someone who's skeptical looks at it and says, "Well, that's not the only thing it could be." You know, I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be alien. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, you, right. and we talked about. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
you know, we've talked a lot about the Bridgewater Triangle and all the stuff that goes in on in there. And that's kind of a, that's a, like a, a paranormal potpourri, you know, there's just all kinds of stuff going on in there. So, you know, who believes, who believes in what, you know, but it all yeah. falls into that paranormal jumble, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I was yeah. saying that uh, we at our last show, the the international show, in fact, Stephen Scott was on, and uh, we were talking a little bit about the X Files, and uh, you know, it, to me, I would I would love to be like uh, Scully and Mulder to investigate all different types of cases. I think that would be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not just necessarily ghosts, but uh, you know, uh, there's interest. You know, I'm a very curious person. I would like to, you know try to understand some of this other stuff as well uh but you know you know time is finite so uh you know we i concentrate primarily on spirit so yeah because there's so much to think about so many possibilities you know about people talk about there being parallel universes and Mm -hmm. it's just so much i can't wrap my head around all of it i know that's the funny part about it it's like we just don't have to the resources to to put to it, um, right? So, so you the the uh, theater. What, what was the story behind it? Who haunts that theater up in uh, Nova Scotia, or, or where is it? Is it Nova so? Central? The belief is that it's a um, an old um, sea captain that mm-hmm. haunts the theater. But in addition to that, now I had picked up on a woman that was there who had uh, had something wrong with her leg that she limped. And one of the ghost hunters told me that there had been an American actress who had been there to the theater that had a wooden leg and has been seen in the theater. So my guess is that's who I was picking up on. Um, The sea captain, you know, his energy is just always there. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, and the other person I picked up on was someone who, again, I would say was an actor in a play dressed, um, with a big feather in his hat and a big paisley type, um, coat, almost like a pirate uh-huh. and the big brown boots on him. However, it is, um, Georgetown is a fishing town and has been a fishing town for years and years. So maybe it was somebody wasn't an actor, but actually a spirit that had come in that had been in there on a ship prior to that. Mm-hmm. Could be. So Could it's be. interesting, but um, they had a fire and the theater burnt down. When I was a kid, we used to, you know, work on plays and things like that in the theater, and it was very, um, which I know now, I would say it was very spooky, but what mm-hmm. I know now is that it was the um, energy, the imprint of the energy left there that felt so heavy and spooky. And then they rebuilt the theater, and still the, they have the same hauntings. They have lights that turn on and off. They've had people who have seen the sea captain. They keep a chair there in the theater that they call, it's called the sea captain's chair, and no one's allowed to sit in it for him. So they really <laughs> honor him and right. his presence there because they like the fact that they've been able to hold on to the history of the theater through him. Yeah, that's that's true, and, and and we're lucky because you know the paranormal does support the past, supports mm-hmm. history, right. supports preservation, which mm-hmm. is which is awesome. Uh, those are the things I believe, you know, that so important is our past and our history, uh, no matter what it is. Um, yeah. So, so when you when you 
you know, I know you've done a lot of work with spirit. Have you ever run into spirits that that weren't nice? To put a joke. So I always yeah. say no to that. I always say no to that. Um, I once went to a Ouija board conference in Salem, Mass, um, Halloween, about maybe ten years ago, and one of the things they said was. Good begets good, evil begets evil. If you were Charles Manson and you sat down at a Ouija board, you want something evil to come through, so that's what you're going to summon. I don't want that, so I don't summon that. However, having said that, the spirit that came into the table this weekend at the theater, I don't know that I would use the word evil because nothing horrible happened to anybody. The energy was really strong, and um, a few of the people didn't feel good. They kind of had like a seasickness feeling, which isn't unusual when the energy is strong. But it was not um I it was it was not a very loving, friendly feeling energy, I guess is how I would put it. And it wouldn't leave. It wouldn't go away. No other spirit could come through. And the only thing it would tap out for us was the letter Z and that was it. So oh, then really? we had to Start asking yes no questions, and that's where we learned a little bit more about the spirit. And we walked it to the light, um, and it did seem to go away, but then it did come back again. Wow. So we ended up closing the table, um, you know, again, attempting to walk it to the light and then close the table and put salt on the table. I used oh, the table two nights later, and I won't lie, we were using it at my house, and I said, if um, Z comes through on this table, we're going to just burn it because I don't know what to do if I don't burn it. <laughs> <laughs> and Z well, did not come through the table, so we were very happy to know Z is gone. Okay. It's if good. you ever have that problem, you know, because on the market now is Van Helsing Special Spray. Oh. So guarantee Perfect. for a spirit, spiritual cleansing. Special blend. Special blend. I'll have That's to get right. some of that. Oh, you'll have to. Yep. It, it, yeah. It's, uh, it comes with uh, it, it comes in a special Reiki infused bottle uh, with a silver silver cross on it, and also the Saint Michael's Prayer is uh, printed on the bottle as well. It's uh, it's available through LeslieMartins.com. So there you go, check it out if you're interested. Okay, in the Mart- no S, no S, Leslie Martin. Yeah, whatever. Okay, okay. Um, and, so, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I have so I have a question. So. You were talking to this spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, do you think it's a possibility because the spirit would not respond with anything but Z that it was not someone who was literate? Maybe they didn't know the alphabet. They didn't. We know considered literate. that, and the fact that it may not have been human, right? I mean, it could have been the okay. spirit of an animal. You would, you would think, right? And I wasn't actually picking up on anything myself for who the spirit was. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely possible, too. Because I didn't feel, it didn't feel like the air around me or the energy we were sitting in didn't feel uncomfortable. It was Mm -hmm. just frustrating to me that we couldn't get anything more than the letter Z. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it could have been someone who was illiterate. And I really think, if anything, it was just somebody who was, um, confused. They couldn't communicate with us. They couldn't get through. They didn't mm-hmm. seem to know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I've known spirit to try to intimidate you and, you know, uh, not saying they're evil or anything, but they, you know, there are 
people that are, have good dispositions and people that have bad disposition, and some of them on the other side, spirits uh, are not uh, exactly nice. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, I've, uh, I, I remember up in uh, Goat Island, uh, wherever uh, the, the Ouija, uh, I think Leslie and uh, Jeremy Dodger were playing the Ouija board, and uh, the, the Ouija board kept asking for me, and I knew damn well what it was going to be all about. And I said, okay, I'll go on. And when I went on the board, uh, it said, you die. Uh, ah! And it kept repeating that, and they asked who, and of course it spelled out my name, and and then it said tonight, and so of course nice. I, I didn't die. Uh, so it, really, it, yeah, it's it, you know I I believe that they do they it, they do try to intimidate you at time, uh, and uh, I, I think you can run into that spirit. So it, the idea is is you know you know just take it for what it's worth. You know don't go all. Uh, get your panties in a bunch and, uh, you know, go, <laughs> go spastic over it. Uh, you know, right. the, like I said, the, the spirit is, you know, sometimes they're just not nice people. That's simple. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I think that you can be right. They want to intimidate and show what power they do have. Yeah. And, I have and, always said when people have asked me that nobody has any power over you. You have your own guides that work with you and that protect you. And if you have any concerns, you just put the prayer out for protection, and then you're fine and believe that you're fine. Exactly. Absolutely the truth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's so interesting. about Some people won't touch a Ouija board, and, and yet all these other forms of, of communication that we're talking about, the table tipping, uh, even a seance, or, or even EVPs, are all very similar to the... the you know, you could. Yep. You ask them the the uh, why they don't like the Ouija board, and, and that same reason can be applied to each one of these other uh, methods of spirit communication. Yep. And I always say when it comes to the Ouija board, because uh, I've used the Ouija board, I don't have any fear or concern with it at all. But I always say every story you hear that uh, went bad with the Ouija board, there's probably a bunch of teenagers involved or alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. you know, you, and you allow your mind to get carried away with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with you, Cheryl. I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, uh, so uh, you got any plans coming up or anything exciting? Um, I'm doing a workshop in December over in Dublin because I happen to be there for Ooh. work for my regular job. Cool. Um, and so that will be with Tony Stockwell, who I've done some trance workshops with, and he's out of England. He's a very good medium, and I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, no, I really don't. Uh, a little bit of downtime now because the holidays are coming. Yeah, yeah. So when you and as do always, these... I'm still supposedly writing a book that I haven't finished. <laughs> hmm. uh, that, yeah. I think so, that's true for most people. <laughs> so when you do these, these for instance, you're going to do this workshop, I mean, what do they teach you in these workshops, for instance? Uh, the one you have coming up, we'll take that as an example. So for the most part, right, like a lot of people will say this to me, how do you, what do you mean you studied or you, you know, you took classes? What right. you're really learning to do is to quiet your mind so that you can feel, hear, and even see inside your mind's eye the communication or the spirit. Because the thing is, our minds are so busy. Our spirits are speaking to us all the time. We just don't hear it because our minds are so busy. 
So you have to learn how to sit quietly and get your mind to a place where you can then make the connection. And that's pretty much what it is. It's just practicing different techniques on how you can do that. Mm -hmm. And the other big thing is truly learning just to have the faith to just say whatever you see or you hear. Because whatever's coming through, unless it's your loved one speaking to you, it's somebody else's story, not yours. So you have to just assume the information is right. And it takes a lot of nerve to do that. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what's hard for most people, is having that nerve to do it. Yeah, I I agree. And and, and it's difficult for me to quiet my mind, uh, no matter how hard I try. I'm not a very patient person person as far as uh you know i got that adh or whatever uh yeah, me too. yeah so it's difficult for me uh, but I, yeah i think ahead. that most people in this day and age have a real problem with getting that getting that mind chatter gone there's yeah. so much we all live with and it's instant communication and it's chop 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 right away pick up the phone you cannot have any idle time it's like right. it's almost like as soon as you have 10 seconds of silence or you have to stand there or whatever it is your first thing you do is you reach for your phone and you start flipping through your phone you know you're hmm. it's just there's so much stimulation and and i i have the same problem i just it's like you just have to sit sometimes and let it be and you can't it's, yeah. You can't, and and that's a True. big, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a really big deal. You know, one of the things um, that I learned through that workshop, that um, trance one that I did recently over in England, was that for me, meditating in the dark, complete darkness, is way better than anything else. Um, I went out to YouTube and found some music with the Tibetan bowls that was very helpful oh. as a bathroom music. So yep. I now go into my bathroom, which has no windows. My um, half bath has no windows. And <sighs> I shut the door and I sit on the floor and I play the music and I sit in the dark and meditate. And the cool thing about using something off YouTube is YouTube will tell you how long you've been there. Oh, so you right. get a timing and you think like, oh, I've only been doing this for 10 minutes. And now I can't keep doing it because you get antsy. And then yeah, I realize right. I've been there for 45 minutes. So I'm getting ah. better, I guess, at try, ah. putting that effort in. That's a great idea. That, yeah. It really that is. And there's, helps. Yeah, there's a lot of self-meditation stuff out there. And, you know, you just have to, you have to look for it and get it. Mm. Use it. We have a question yeah. in the chat from uh, Stephen Scott. And uh, he would like to ask you, Cheryl, Mediumship has been quite high profile and the new thing in past years. Do you feel it needs to go back to people working quietly in small circles again to develop? I absolutely think yes. Every, I mean, we're all mediums. We all can be mediums and we are mediums. But mm-hmm. I think that we're not learning enough if we're not sitting in smaller circles working to develop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, after a while, I think that you risk that your own ego gets involved. You're um, not making the strong connection. You know, like even as far as I love to go to a church on a Sunday because I like to sit in the same energy with people that think alike. I also like to work in a development circle because we're all 
sitting in the same energy and thinking alike, and you learn so much. You learn technique of how somebody else does it, but you practice and work together to make a better connection. So mm -hmm. I do think we need more smaller, um, like living room parlor circles, like exactly. they've done over in England for years. Mm. Yeah, that I just nice. met a woman in England that sits in a circle six nights a week. Actually, wow. five nights, and then on one day she does a morning and an evening circle. Imagine oh, wow. that's a lot of commitment. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's what we're attempting to do with the the uh, the red light, uh, the VZ red light circle. Is mm -hmm. so. Um, it, the high, the idea is to develop a rapport with the spirit as well, and mm -hmm. so that so that the spirit knows you and you know spirit uh, intimately, so that they they know your name, they know your personality and everything. And that that's what I always find interesting is when the the spirit has that relationship with you they, they react accordingly i mean uh <coughs> excuse me god bless you sorry <laughs> <laughs> but that i think that's important uh so that mm. being said and ron you usually usually have the same people every week at your that's, circle well see that's that's the problem we, we were having different people come in and a lot of the evidentiary i mean we it was great evidentiary i have to keep getting the tissues out all over the time no, no. but uh but uh, and, and it was good because it was healing for a, a lot of the people that went but uh yeah we are trying to we're going to probably close the circle meaning we're going to have the same uh x number yeah. of uh, the same people so that we do have that uh so uh, you know, it's it's developing, and it, it was really. I think we moved a, a big step forward uh, last uh, Tuesday, in, uh, in in making a connection to the other um, side. From from what you told me, it sounds like you sure did. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you sometime about that. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but uh, you know, we missed you at Spirit Quest this year, and uh, Cheryl. And, uh, I know, we're out. Now, was that in September this year? It's always the same. It's always the same. Uh, yeah, oh, and I was September. in Ireland. And yep, actually, I think on the Spirit Quest weekend is the weekend I was doing that seance over in England. Ah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's pretty important, yeah. I, would, I, I think <laughs> I would go to England. But anyways, I think so, yeah. too. But anyways, next year is going to be, uh, as you know, we, we've begun – uh, themes of uh, Spirit Quest. Last year was uh, ghost hunting and witchcraft. This year, next year will be uh, Spirit Quest Angels and Demons. And oh. so we're going to be looking at it. And I, uh, we're going to look at both aspects of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of spirituality and, and, and the angel side and, and the darker side as well. But uh, I have decided if I can find uh, some interior shots of the Great Hall, I am going to restore it into a chapel that it was. Ooh, and we're going, to, ooh, we're going nice. to conduct, yeah, and we're going to conduct a seance there, uh, hoping to connect with the nuns that were uh, stationed there. So that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, to be honest with you, I was a little bit larried about it, you know, because I didn't want to be sacrilegious in any way. Uh, but I think it, it, after a lot of you know heavy thought on it, I, I think it's it's a good thing and and uh, uh, to connect with the the nuns, I think it might work. So we'll see. We, there's excellent. Some that would be great. Yeah, I have some aspects that I have to work out, but uh, 
anything. Yeah. The, and the other thing we're going to be trying as well will be a uh, not at, not at this particular spirit course, but as a separate uh, thing. We're going to do a Victorian seance, and this is we're hopefully we'll get everyone in Victorian dress, and we have Victoria. We actually some the Victorian music that was uh, used by the spirituals at that time. And uh, it will conduct it in, in that same uh, format. So that's going to be something new, too, that we're going to try, too, so that hopefully we can connect it. We figured if everybody's in Victorian dress, the, the spirit will be more con- conduced to, to speak if, it, if it's that era. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's, that's and, great. And the, the same with the music, creating that same atmosphere. So, so we've got some Great. unique unique things with. I, I've really, uh, you know, spent a lot of time uh, thinking about the seance, and uh, I've devoted a lot of study to it, and uh, I'm going to continue to. So, hey. but anyways, I, I know we're getting down to the end of the show. Um, so, do you have any questions for us at all, Cheryl? Um. You know, the only observation, though, that I will say, because I've done a couple of ghost hunts with you, mm-hmm. is um, it's very impressive the amount of equipment and the trained people that you have working with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, you you know, like, you had a lot. There were the EMF meters, and then there were some other kinds of meters and the camera equipment and everything. And you have a large, I, I don't know if it's, just that um, the same people all the time or not, but you have several people that come that have skill and have been doing it and have good equipment. And that's really helpful, I think, when you're doing any kind of research like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the, the equipment thing will kill you. And that was the uh, doorbell, <laughs> uh, which is uh, means uh, Pete's from the Dead's here, and uh, it's time for us to say goodbye to you and wrap up okay, the show. Okay, great. So, Cheryl, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. You were an awesome guest. And, and Thanks. I, look I love it. To, I love being here. <laughs> I look forward to uh, seeing you again and working with you in okay. the future. Oh, wait a minute. Before you go, I have to say, speaking about that, do you remember the Secret Garden seance? Yes. Wasn't that cool? That was very cool when we did that. Um, actually, I have a picture of that on my website. That was great. I wish that they didn't sell that building. I loved it. Oh, Cheryl, what's your website? I'm going to put it up real quick. It's CherylChisholm.com. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) Yeah, easy. uh, Speaking about that, I just was contacted by her. She bought another end up in Vermont, and so guess what? I'll be going. Oh, Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice, nice. So, Cheryl, thank you so much. Okay, thanks, and I'll talk with you soon. Yeah, bye-bye now. Thanks, Cheryl. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye, Ian. Bye-bye. Oh, that was really good. She's so sweet. Oh, yeah, I love Cheryl. I've, I've worked with her for a long, long time. Uh, the table tipping is, is always great with her. She's so much into it. And, uh, and, and plus, she's level-headed as well, which is great. Yes, you know? yes, yes. She sounds very, very level-headed, yes. And, awesome. Uh, well, I'm just putting her, if anybody's interested in finding out more about Cheryl, I'm going to put her website up on our Facebook page at Ghost Chronicles dash next generation and uh also last week's halloween show is up on abc tv's uh oh it is website yes Woo-hoo! so 
if anybody would like to watch it and see our crazy little antics from last Wednesday. Oh, my God. Did we Pop on www.ebctv.org. Did we get comments on those pictures? Go oh. to Video On Demand. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so. so there's the tunes. And thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Of course. Same to you. Yeah. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk yep. to you again next week. Good night. God bless. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. Welcome to 